0: Welcome to the Prep Pickskin Report Podcast, hosted by Papa Pick himself, Paul Rudy.
1: Modern day linebacker Trey Edwards, four-star recruit, reigning CAF defense player of the year. Welcome to the show, Trey. Hey Trey.
0: Hello. Thank you guys for having me.
2: Oh, you bet. Uh first of all, let's start with the uh, let's work backwards. The news of the day. I I reached out to you and said, hey, I I, I reached out to you and said, thanks for committing on KUSI. And can we just kind of go back to that day and tell us what that moment was like?
0: Um, The moment for me, it was a big moment because, you know, I've been in contact with KUSI since I was in youth. So being able to commit on the big stage in front of all the audience and stuff was amazing to me.
1: And Trey, why did, what, I mean, you got on UCLA pretty quick. I think you like visited there and then you took like a night and then the next day you called up, um, is it Ken Norton? That's he's the linebacker coach, right? Yeah. For, former Niners guy? Yeah. Wow. I didn't
2: former know
1: that. Heavyweight former heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, the,
2: wow. That's a, that's a big league uh, position coach, Trey.
1: Yes. So did you have a, just a connection with him, the school, both? I'm, I guess my question to ask you, because. I mean I know Ken, he's a great coach, great player. If Ken was at Oregon, would you maybe commit to Oregon? Or is it more the two together were what you wanted?
0: Um, I would say it's more of the two together. I mean, Ken Norton did play a big factor, but UCLA as a school was also a big thing to me. So it wasn't just him, it was the overall school as well.
2: I would think and tell me if this factored into it. Oregon, I get it. Everybody it was a very cool place to go, and I'm sure a lot of kids are still gonna flock to Oregon. But it's geographically undesirable in the sense that if you have family and friends that you want to have come see you play, that's quite a hike to get to Eugene, whereas the uh, L.A. neighborhood, that's just a hike. Yeah, that's just a little drive down the road. Did that factor into your decision at all?
0: Um, I would say it did a little bit because, you know, playing in front of my parents is a thing I've done my whole life. So just being able to continue to play in front of them, knowing that they can make every game because it's only like a two-hour drive up. Right. Also,
1: you guys can carpool with the Robinsons, too.
0: Did you, <laughs> yeah. did, did you
1: and Roderick, um, I mean, I know you guys are friends. Did you guys kind of even talk about maybe going to the same school together or just happened that way?
0: Um, I would say we talked about it a little bit, but it was more of like a the week before we both committed. We had mentioned it to each other, but we weren't 100% sure. It was more of like an idea that was out there, but it wasn't like confirmed, confirmed.
2: Hey, in that hamburger drill, when it's you and him, which way is the ball gonna advance? Are you gonna hold him at the, in that head-on drill What is that hamburger drill? Well, you know, where the ball carrier and the runner? We call that the Oklahoma drill. In, in the Oklahoma <laughs> drill. <laughs> the hamburger uh, drill. Sorry. Why are you part of this? Uh, Trey, let me get back, let me get back. In the Oklahoma drill, does that suffice? Or the hamburger drill, whatever in, you want. In that head-to-head <laughs> showdown between you and Roderick, which who gets the better end of that contact
0: um i don't know i guess we'll have to see week four. <laughs>
2: wow. oh, what a great so, answer Trey, going on that you look
1: like you lost a little weight how much are you weighing now uh right now i'm
0: weighing like two twenty, 220, two twenty five. 225
1: oh so you didn't really lose any anyway. weight. you look a little thinner <laughs> i was trying i was telling we had um clark your godfather on um last week and we we're talking about you and youth i got to watch you in youth a lot of people don't know you're probably the one of the best running backs in the country as a, as a youth player do you miss that at all do you i mean do you ever tell coach joyner or verlaine that you want to play a little running back
0: um to be completely honest no even in youth i didn't like running back that much it was like a thing i kind of like had to do but i prefer defense either way
2: really that's surprising he said and i think he said it without without much hesitation that you were the best youth football player to come through his program at, at with the east lake panthers well, when you hear something like that, I don't. I don't. You maybe even saw him say it. Uh, what does that mean to you?
0: Um, to me, it's a big accomplishment because there's been a lot of great players like C.J. Verdell and those type of guys who he also coached as well and who also played in the program. But I would say the main thing was like the coaching staff. The coaching staff are the people who got us to where we were. So I feel like they're the ones who led me to be a, such a great youth player.
1: So Trey, you guys. Um we haven't put the schedule out, but I, obviously, I, I would say our game of the week might be Cathedral, Modern Day, and the opener. Mm-hmm. I think that's a safe bet. I mean, let me just go over your first four games, because you know everybody with Modern Day says, "Oh, they don't," you know, they're Division Three, they don't play this big schedule. Um, Cathedral, then Week Two, Carlsbad, then Red Mountain in Arizona for the honorable, and then Lincoln. I mean, that's a pretty big jump up in a schedule. You guys, at least. I mean, somewhat worried, maybe. I mean, that that's a pretty big time schedule.
0: Uh, no, nah, we're not worried. We're just focusing on ourselves, taking it week by week. How could they be worried
2: with a, with the lineup that they're going to take the field with? With what, 13 D? one How many D1 guys are going to be on your on your opening day roster if everybody's healthy?
0: Um. I would say I think it's around like 12 to 13, if I can remember correctly. I,
2: I counted 13, but I, I, I might lose track of what schools are considered D1 and D2. But still, I mean, Trey, 10 years, 20 years from now, you're going to look back at this team, and maybe it's one of the greatest teams you've ever played on. I mean, this it's really, really star-studded. I, I, I would think people would be more afraid of playing them than them afraid to play to others.
0: But Trey, would you like to elaborate on that? Um, I would say just being a part of, like, I know we're all, like, we have 13 guys who are going Division One, but I feel like it's more than that with them. Just being able to look back in, like, 20 years, just saying, I've played with these guys since I was, like, eight years old. I grew <laughs> up with them so i feel like that would be like a big thing as well just being able to play with the guys i've played with since we were basically in diapers so
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's crazy because you guys have more division one guys on this squad than my high schools had in their entire history i mean that's how i mean you don't yeah. get a lot of high schools that have 13 d1 guys in their history let alone in one year
2: i don't know that my high school has any besides you well, that hamburger uh, I, I drill mean, I, took a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> <had> that <laughs> Trey, don't laugh. You encourage I'm him. Sorry, you
1: <laughs> encourage him. So, Trey, that, I mean, that's the other question, because I always wonder this. I don't know how you guys do it, and every time we talk, everybody says how you're the leader of the team, but how do you keep 13 D1 guys, and a lot of them are on offense, um, happy, happy? Because only one can get the ball at a time. I mean, even, like, how do, you, how do you keep those guys happy? I mean, you're there every day, and it's mostly offensive guys.
0: Um, to be honest, they're... All I feel like the biggest thing for them is none of them are selfish, though. Even if they're not getting the ball, they'll go block for their teammate. Uh, I feel like the main thing with them is just they all want to see each other eat and uh, perform the best. So I feel like that plays a big factor. They're not an eye player. They're a team player. So uh, another part, I'm going to go back to youth one more time. So I, I've been watching
1: you since, what, second grade, first, second grade, probably. Um, your yeah. dad, Larry, coached you. Um, obviously, Clark coached you. If I would have asked you in second grade, because I think I did, and, and you might have said you was gonna go to Pitt. I think you told me you go to Pitt. <laughs> you did, but you didn't. Right. I mean, was UCLA? Because we get, I mean, we get a lot of players on here, and they all know where they want to go since they were young. If I would ask you when you were a second, third, fourth grade, where would you have said?
0: Um, in second grade, I think that was like when Oregon was like the super, super good school, and they had all the flashy uniforms right. and all that. Yeah, so I think in second grade I probably would have said Oregon just because the uniforms. Because I think every kid liked how Oregon's uniforms are so flashy and popped out. Absolutely. So, did
2: you yeah. did, what? What five did? How many school visits did you make?
0: Official visits or just visits in general?
2: visit How many places did you visit?
0: Uh, I think four,
2: five. And can you share with us what for what they were?
0: Um, I visited USC my freshman, going into sophomore year. I visited Cal, Berkeley, um, Arizona, Oregon, and UCLA.
2: So, like, when when a kid, when you make your announcement, do you call the other schools in advance of that announcement, or do you call them after, or do you not have any contact? When you make your decision, do you just rely on social media for the word to get out, or how? Do, what's the protocol for a blue-chip recruit like yourself?
0: Um, I text the coaches, letting them know, like, thank you for recruiting me, but I'll be going to, I, I let them know in advance. So it's not like a, I feel like it's disrespectful if I just post it without letting them know.
1: Is it like, um, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend in high school where where they won't let it go and they're like, no, I'm better and and, <laughs> and stay with me, baby, it'll be the best. Yeah. Any, any of that or they take it well?
0: Um, some schools are like that, but then there's some schools who are like, oh, congratulations, proud of you, uh, wish the best for you. But there's also the schools who are trying to, Convince me that they're a better school than UCLA's. So it goes both ways. Well, technically, it's not officially yet, right? I mean,
2: I don't want to. I'm not going there, but just until you sign on the dotted line, is the phone still
0: ringing? No, my recruitment's 100% shut down. All right, so
2: you you've let everyone know that, barring some sort of calamity, this is a done deal. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I, I read. You know, I don't know if you read yesterday, but. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about NIL. And, and you're in L.A., so, I mean, and everybody's made it clear that UCLA's probably put out about $20 million to get transfers. Uh, Miami just gave a kid, a four-star quarterback, $9 million, and outbid Florida for him. that gave up $11 million. Did NIL ever come up in any year recruiting?
0: Um, we have reviewed, like, the NIL presentations of, like, when you get there and, like, all the stuff that they do for their athletes. But, yeah. Um, Money was—it's not really a factor now. I know that. Yeah, but
2: it, I mean, it's—it's it's the world we live in now. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, you can—you can ignore it for only so long, right? Yeah. Trey, who's—I I mean, I asked
1: this for everybody. I'm sure you watch us, so you're gonna know. You're on the PPR. You're on—we're at the meeting, and right now it's the beginning of the year. Who are your top five? for the Silver Pigskin Award. Who's on the podium before the season? And mind you, this is gonna be another problem at modern day because you have maybe six guys that could be on there. You can only have one from each school and then the fans have to vote on the other ones. So you're not allowed to have two guys. We can't pick two guys from the same school. Who are your top five? Um, you can put yourself on there, don't worry.
0: Nah, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> you guys, I mean, I feel like we have two guys at Water Day, which is Dominic Nanko who I personally feel like should've won it last year, but we'll let that be. Then Jeremiah McClure, I would say Rod Robinson, and those are the only three I could really think of, to be completely honest. Hmm. Julius Sayen. Oh, him as well. Major Givens.
1: And then we have Jax Leatherwood on there too. Jax uh, Leatherwood. Yeah, I we mean. hear a lot of him. But you See, know what?
2: There's going to be some kid that we're not even talking about, Trey, that watch. It comes come out up, nowhere. It's just going to have – it happens every year. The, the, it throws a monkey. You know, someone gets hurt. And that's part of the thing. We always yeah.
1: – I'm never part of the meetings. They don't let me part of the meetings for, for the silver pigskin, thankfully. But it's, we ask a player every week, and it's hard for the players even to pick. So imagine how hard it is for us. Yeah. Yeah. All
2: right. Uh, what would it mean to you to, to lift that trophy?
0: Uh, it would mean a lot to me. Because I've seen a lot of people, a lot of great athletes, whose names are on that trophy. Um, so I feel like it would be a big accomplishment. You know, been wanting to do that since I was a little kid, ever since I started watching PPR.
1: But it is kind of like the Heisman. You never, you never get a defensive guy on there. I well, mean, uh,
2: but you can play a little running back, Trey. I'm, sorry, I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> Trey's pedigree. I mean, he's. I think he should play a little running back. Well, I mean, you're not even in the offensive side of the ball anymore, right? I mean, they don't. There's no special package for the Edwards package, the Jumbo package. Um, there was last year, but yeah, you caught this, a couple
1: of touchdown passes last year. I remember seeing that. Yeah, he did catch a couple touchdown passes out of the
2: backfield. All right, so to, why do you like football so much?
0: Um, I would say it was just the first sport I was introduced to at three years old, and. My whole family, you know, my dad's coach played, and all my brothers played. So, like, I've just been around the sport my whole entire life, and I've just loved it ever since I was two years old, running around at my brother's practices and playing around with them in the backyard, so.
1: And we're at McKinley's at Concordia, right?
0: Yeah, Concordia, St. Paul. So when you
1: guys come back, because I know you've done it before, can McKinley cover you or no?
0: Um... I don't. We've actually never done that because you know we both play defense now, so we've never like tried that.
1: I still have you at offense. I can't. I I just can't get you at defense. I'm sorry. I I mean, I (laughs) just watched
2: you run the ball. I mean, he would run for 300 yards every game, and you. uh, You have done it. Clark has done it, and now Trey has alluded to it a little bit. The importance of your dad in your development as a young man. Could you speak to your father, the things that uh, you admire most about him, and in your development.
0: Um. I would just say my dad's a great role model. You know, he always he's led me through the right path, but um, he's always pushed me. Like, I know some people play daddy ball, but my dad was the type who was always harder on me, uh, always wanted the best for me, and just pushed me to my limits because he knew uh, it would bring the best out of me. And that's why I feel like um, that's where I'm at today because him and Coach Clark both pushed me to my limits and didn't allow any shortcuts.
1: So you had, you had, I mean, from flag all the way up to high school you've had them as your coaches i remember clark would just you like your dad would coach everybody else to coach and clark would just give out skittles to the kids and he skittles <laughs> on the, on, on the sideline but, but now he's nick saban so it's a little different now <laughs> do you have the same memory i mean clark always
2: had skittles in his pocket
0: yeah i remember that <laughs>
2: hey why is he not coaching at the high school level
0: um, that is a great question that I don't have an answer
2: to. I would like... I don't think he wants to. Well, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, if I'm a high school program and seeing the success he's had at the youth program, you know that that's not an accident. He's been doing it for too long. I, I would... Jeez, there's, you know, there's so many high schools out there that deserve to have... And Rick Jackson did that for, you know, he, yeah. he coached well, some I youth. Yeah, l- that- know, and look how it worked out for Madison. Yeah. All he right, so, uh, young man, uh, what, what are your interests outside of football?
0: My interests outside of football.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, do you have a favorite subject in school? Do you, uh video games? Or I mean, when, when you're not lifting, working out, or are you just f- football 100%
0: 24-7? I lift and work out a lot, but, I mean, on my free time, which I do have a lot of, I tend to play video games a lot. I'm not going to lie, I'm a video game type of person. What game do you play? Um It goes from NBA 2K, Madden, and it will be the show.
1: And, Trey, when did you stop? Because I remember when you were younger, you were a great baseball player, too. When did you stop playing baseball?
0: Uh, I stopped this past year.
1: Was that hard? or Did you miss it or no?
0: Um, I miss it every now and then, but I realized what I did was the best for me, so. All right. Got to play those video games. You got to get time for that.
2: Well, listen, we we're, were coming up on the, uh, on our. We're, Are you over time again? We're, we're over time again. So you got any, you want, any questions you want to ask? Me? Yeah. No, I, I just want to see Trey. Well, Trey. Hamburger drill. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Trey, uh, we, we can count on you showing up at the Silver Picks and Gala in whatever capacity, right? Yes. And uh heartfelt can thanks from everybody here at KUSI for PPR. It was a big moment. We we love sharing those kind of moments with you guys before you go off to your next level of your career and the level beyond that. So uh, I remember when uh, Bert and I were on the PPR, you were being interviewed after a game, and we asked you if you were going to do it, and you said yes. And I turned to Bert and I go, I don't think he means it. And then, sure enough, I saw you. I was on vacation, saw you and Brandon together, and young man, uh, that means a lot. And I just wanted to reach out to you then, and I want to reach out to you now saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being such a good friend of the show. Thank you, guys. You bet. All right, you're a free man. Go ahead and uh, turn the machine off. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, guys.